Smith Podcast. You're tuned in because either you're an entrepreneur, a mama, or both, and sometimes you just need a minute to, well, just be. And on this show, you'll get a lovely mixture of business and branding genius, faith and motivation, and if you're a mama, you understand conversations. Because let's be honest, we are fabulously multifaceted and amazing. So thanks for popping by. I'm really glad you're here. Girl, let's get into it here on the Britney Smith Podcast. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Britney Smith Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Ann Smith, and I have my new friend, Miss Lena Cebula, and she is going to, um, we're going to have a really great, great conversation um, around a topic that we really need to be talking about as women, um, especially, you know, we're still kind of in a pandemic. Um, there have been a lot of things going on in the last two years. Um, a lot of causes have arisen and there are a lot of things that we really need to be speaking out on and standing up against together as women. Um, and you know, small note, we are actually recording this episode on International Women's Day. So it's it's literally just like, you know, cheering for the women coming together as a community. And so um, Lena's going to tell us her story um, about the things that she's overcome in her life. And I'm going to let her tell you what those things are. But Lena, thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So tell us, um, I know you're, you're living in Canada now. I know you have a podcast, Love and Be Loved. Tell us a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do. Yes, absolutely. Actually, I would never have imagined that after 20 years of silence, I would be standing on stage in front of hundreds of people and that my story will be broadcasted all over social media. In the past, I was afraid of judgment and rejection, and I thought it was a story of guilt, shame, and condemnation. But now I know it's God's story of salvation. Um, I'm wife and mother of three beautiful children, and I'm author of um, autobiography called Miraculous. Awesome. And um, like you said, a podcast host and um, social justice advocate and I actually human trafficking and drug addiction survivor. Wow. Wow. So ladies, as you can see, um, we are in for a, an amazing conversation. I mean, if you're watching this on YouTube, you are looking at a miracle. So it's not even a, a coincidence that her book is called Miraculous. Um, just hearing drug addiction and human sex trafficking, you know that those are two very serious things. And you know that there are people who die from those things every single day. Um, you know, and especially as women, it, it is a major issue. Um, um, and, and if I'm honest, um, I know that it, it, you know, coming up in the suburbs of America, right? Like it's something that I've always heard of far, far away. Um, but recently, you know, in the last, in recent years, it is something that really has become closer and closer to home every single day. Um, and I have two daughters, 
I have two small daughters. Um, so to know that I'm bringing them up in a world where something like this exists and how prevalent it is, um, it's, it's worrisome. But to have women like Lena speaking out and sharing her story, we can all be empowered. We can all be inspired and we can all be made aware of how we too can help, you know, fight this thing. Right. Um, so Lena, tell us, tell us more about more of your story. Like, you know, when, where, how, um, what was it like? Absolutely. Well, I was born and raised in Ukraine and my parents struggle in their marriage and they become an alcoholics and lost well-paid jobs. So at our house, government turned off the electricity and hot water for outstanding bills. And um, I was hungry all the time. I was literally starving and my home was infested with um, black mold, cockroaches and mice. And we really struggle in poverty trying to survive. Um, I was raised in a home full of strangers with um, um, like they brought booze and drugs and um, with people who did nothing to protect me. So I became an easy target for those guys. And I was drugged and raped in the basement of my apartment numerous times. So when I thought things couldn't get any worse, one month before my 15th birthday, I woke up with severe abdominal pain, um, scared and confused only to realize that I was in labor. Oh I my gosh. What, like I literally, I didn't know I was pregnant and I didn't know who her father was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So my baby girl died three months later from health complications. But um, honestly, I, I buried her when I was 15 years old. And I suffered with depression, anxiety, and panic attacks. And I started using alcohol and drugs to medicate my pain. Sure. sure. So I turned to heroin because it was better to be high than feeling worthless, hopeless, abandoned, and broken. Yeah. So broken. Um, wow. Next. So, yeah, go ahead. Can I, can I just, I want to jump in here. Um, first of all, Wow. Um, and I say, wow, because um, we have a saying where it's like, you don't look like what you've been through, you know? So when you talk about um, being hungry all the time, when you talk about being raised in a room, you know, in a place surrounded by strangers and the things that you've gone through, um, no one would ever know that by looking at you. Um, and I know we're going to get to this part, but I know it's nothing but the grace of God um, that has brought you through to this place. Um, and I, and so I want to highlight that for anybody who who's listening right now, uh, because this community is made up primarily of female entrepreneurs. Um, but as females, we all have a story. We all have things that we've struggled with. I know that there's somebody listening right now who drug addiction either was knocking at their door or it's knocking at their door now. Um, I know that there are people listening who um, may have been victims of rape and victims of sexual violence. Um, and so to, just to look at you and see you sitting here with the beautiful background and you got your makeup on and you've got, you know, you're, you're thriving um, is really, really a beacon of hope for anyone who's listening right now. So I just wanted to kind of pause and just mm -hmm. highlight that, like, wow, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. And oh you know God. what? I want to add to that because 
people can see what you're projecting, but you know what the most amazing and the most important when I look into the mirror, I love me and I I'm grateful to God that he allowed me to go through everything. So today I could inspire, um, encourage and give hope to others because it is possible to have and joy and love and peace and wholeness again after everything you've seen and done. But only by the grace of God, I could uh, like get this amazing peace in my mind, body and soul and actually reconcile with my past. So, and then just recently, like probably I was clean for more than 16 years and only last fall when I finally felt like myself. So Mm -hmm. if you guys going through this struggles, mess, addiction, anything, you know what? There's going to be time. There's no due date on healing. Just Mm. take your time and, and just go like forward, like little by little. And then hopefully sooner than 16 years. But you know what? No matter when you arrive to that point, when you look in the mirror and say, thanks God, this is what's Wow, wow, wild ride, but this has made me who I am, and I love who I am, and I'm proud of who I am, and that's how I can serve others with compassion, love, and understanding, because I went through the hell, and I am victorious, and I want to do this for someone else. Absolutely, absolutely, and so um, when did you start to embark on that journey of healing like what was the turning point you know like did you move away did you just make a decision to say you know what enough is enough like what happened that you were able to start your progress your process of progress well it's it's um gonna happen in another 10 years of hell before I actually could come out and make any progress and and start making healthier decision and and have change. But um, after my daughter passed away, there was three years that I don't remember. I was just street junkie. I I have no recollection of the time except that one day I have like this moment of awakening. And I do believe God spoke to me then, but I didn't know that it was God. I just felt this like, like voice within me saying that you've been made for more. And it called me like, and it almost like make me see what was going on around me. And I saw people dying of overdose. My friend got shot in the face. Like the people end up in jail. Like it was terrible situation. So I was desperate and despair. Like I was, needed to change. I was so tired of that lifestyle. And then I met this beautiful, rich looking lady and she was kind to me. And she uh, brought me to her house, offered me fancy coffee and sweets. And I was so impressed. And she told me she would be able to find me a job, no specific, just a job. And honestly, Uh, Without much thought, I accepted eager to escape because it felt wonderful and safe that somebody cared for me. Right. So still on heavy drugs, I vaguely remember I report and how I got through customs. I'll never know. 
I just one day woke up hearing Muslim call to prayer. Allahu Akbar ran out. So I was confused and terrified because I was in a foreign country. So mm-hmm. then I realized that nice, um, rich-looking lady actually sold me into human trafficking. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That is horrible. But you know what? I actually, I find out I was um, in Cairo, Egypt, and um, I had heroin withdrawals. And sometimes people don't quit drugs, like especially heavy drugs, only because you're just gonna die because body is so used to it drugs that it just cannot uh, function and shut down the organ and and you're gone now i do believe by the grace of god i recover and so many times when i'm looking back and i'm thinking that's just god's hand because no way i could survive that no way i could recover that and um and that's what happened they actually forced me to crawl under the barbed wire and they sold me into brothel in Israel. So I was bought by family business and I've learned that it's very important what brothel you end up in because most of the girls who came with me died or went missing. So although it was a horrible situation for me, but guys, you have to understand understand where I came from so for me it was a great I was clean from drugs I was fed I was um, made money I was clean physically yeah. not very stinky you know and no one could rape me or beat me to death so I started saving little bit of money another thing I want to point it out I was gone from my country for three months until they allowed me they trust me enough to call back home for three months. Nobody looked for me. I wasn't like, I was just, uh, I turned 18 years old, couple months before they took me out of the country. So if I would die somewhere in Israel, nobody even like look for me, you know? So that's, that's kind of very interesting to put two and two together about the parenting thinking like, how come my parents never like felt this way about right. their kids the way I do about my kids? But there's another story, you know, broken people cannot give Absolutely. you have. So I definitely with God's amazing grace, reconcile with them, forgive them and, and led my father to Christ. But that's another story. It's fantastic. Ooh, see, ladies, listen, I, I told Lena before we even started recording that this is probably, this has the potential to be a multi-episode story because there are just so many things. And you're right. Like, I'm literally like, oh, we could talk about that. Oh, I want to jump in right there. But we would be here forever and ever and ever because there's so many layers there are so many lessons like, okay, the fact that um, being sold into, basically sold into a brothel, right, was an upgrade from where you were. Like that is even mind blowing, right? Like you have, you have gone through so many different layers of unimaginable discomfort and pain and trauma. Um, but to see each step be just a little bit higher and a little bit higher and you didn't give up. You had every right to give up. You know, you had every right to say, you know what, forget it. I'm, I'm done. 
Um, but there was something in you that wanted to live, you know, and, and the fact that you were, you were in this place in Israel and you were able to save money. Like it's, it's, that is, and I'm sure, it, I mean, that's why your book is called Miraculous. That is miraculous. Like it is miraculous. miraculous. Yeah. And so I want to know because, and and this is something that I do um, when I think about the things I've gone through, um, sometimes it takes another person to really like, I don't know, have the revelation of how miraculous it was because for me it's something I went through so as I'm talking about it it's like yeah I did this and yeah I went through that but like do you ever um like when you sit and actually think about the things you've gone through um do you feel the weight of it every time or like do you feel like it's different because you went through it and it's behind you you know what I think um writing my manuscript for three years was that healing process for me because when I gave my life to Christ I literally even in my mind imagined this is was my life before Christ and this is my life after Christ that's why everything positive my health wellness uh, my relationship like my rehabilitation my therapy started you know to rehab my body mind and soul but I never look back until I was Christian for five years. So I wasn't a baby Christian. You know, I was very mature and stable in his love and grace. He clearly told me that I have to write this book about my past. And honestly, guys, I cry for like three days because I already have this carefully crafted persona that people love. I'm mama of three kids. I was a hairstylist for 12 years. I owned the salon for two years. I was part of the church. I run the alpha course. You know, I'm there, you know, like support the community and people like loves who I am. So now I'm telling me to go and actually tell them who I really was. And I think that's, that's an amazing stuff. Maybe like that's what he broke that imposter syndrome to show it to me that that was like huge foundation for me to be who I am today. And honestly, like this is, was amazing because this picture that on the, um, on my book, it's my jewelry. It's my wedding, wedding necklace, you know, pearls. And literally that's what he put it on my mind that I'm his treasure. I'm his priceless, priceless and precious to him. And then if you guys like can see, there's banner behind me with my face on it. I hid for 20 years and oh God, God says, nope, we're going to put it on the banner. Oh my gosh. And that's what we're doing. And for three years, by the grace of God, I didn't have due date on it as well. Some days I wrote for three hours a day. Some some days I back off and I couldn't come back to write until like a couple months. Yeah, and he yeah. brought people into my life. He spoke into my life and guided me. And that was such a huge healing process. So that's why now I don't have a weight on it. Like I don't have heaviness when I'm talking about my past yeah. because I heal my past with Christ. You know, I cry so much. I love so much. But there was no pain, literally, because I went back 
into my past as loved, redeemed, forgiven, healed. It was such a different experience than I would go there alone without God. I literally look into my past and I forgive myself. I forgive my parents. I take it as it is what there is. Nothing I can do about it. I cannot change it. I cannot relieve it. But the craziest part, like when I said yes to this manuscript to God, I said yes only because I want to be obedient to him because he been so good to me. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I know you don't put your children to shame. I know you have a plan. And I assumed that the plan is to share this salvation story with someone else. I want people to read this. And doesn't matter if you know God or don't know God. Right. I want you to see my life and say, whoa, if God forgive her, then I'm not even that bad. I'm actually so much better because the way we think about sin, it's like that big sin, little sin, small sin. And that's how we judge. And that's what I thought God want to show people that for him, like, honestly, it's free gift for everyone. And he loves you where you are and when you are. But the most amazing thing And yes, it does inspire and give hope to others, but it's totally transformed my life and my relationship with God because I saw him from beginning to the end. I saw him, um, you're going to read the story if you get my book about me, actually um, my bodyguard in the brothel shared the gospel with me. Wow. and my when my grandfather got sick, he actually took me to Jerusalem to Valen Wall to pray to God. And God answered my prayer in the brothel. I was like prostitute, drug addict, alcoholic. And I pray for my grandfather and he miraculously saved him, answering my prayer. Oh my so he that huge seed of faith in me. Of course, it's not going to grow for another five, 10 years because my environment wasn't good. But I always like writing even this book, I always thinking like, you met me there. I pray there. You saved me there. You've been there like in the brothel. I walk in the holy land without even know, but I was like sinner of the sinner, like run for you to help and you show up and show up for me. So that's what I recommend for people to like, number one, look into relationship with God, but number two, write. You need to write to get all this past and all this pain into the some journal because I do believe we have shame, guilt, and condemnation. We don't speak, we hide. And the enemy comes, what he's saying? You better don't tell this to yep. anyone because yep. they're gonna reject you, they're gonna stone you, they're gonna hate you because you are divorced of divorce. Nobody gonna yes. love you yep. if they're gonna know the truth, that's it, rejection, abandonment. And that was number one for me from my parents. So I, I hid for 20 years. It was just dark cloud there. And 
though I was saved with Christ, I always like, I always look back or like behind my shoulder. I always felt there's something. Now it's like Bible says, like, you know, light shine into the darkness and it cannot overcome it. It's literally lost all the grip on me. And now, of course, it took me two years to comfortably start talking about sure, it. Sure. It's happened. But now I'm like, invite me. I'll tell you everything. Yes. It's feel like with so much hope, with so much excitement. And I see people's reaction on my story. I think, no, I want you to see this thriving hope. And that's what I want to share, you know, because as long as you don't give up on yourself and you just keep your life and keep going, you know, you're going to be okay. It's going to be that day when you're going to be okay. That is amazing. Um, And I love the fact that you highlighted because you're healed, that thing no longer has a hold on you right? Like it doesn't change your story, but it, it makes, it, it, it changes your story from, um, a, a weight into a weapon. Um, you know, cause now you're like, okay, devil that happened, but you're not going to use it against me. I'm going to use it to draw people to Christ. Um, you know, and so the fact that you, you said yes to God, you know, and he said, okay, now it's time to talk about it. And you're like, oh, wait, what, you know, <laughs> I know what that's like. And it's like, okay, um, you had, you had a decision to make. Um, and he always, he's, he's always so faithful, right? Like when you say yes to him, he makes sure that everything else around you, like he just continues to keep you because you're honoring his request. Um, and so I definitely believe that I'm looking at a product, the product of his grace and the product of his faithfulness. Um, I know that hundreds upon hundreds and maybe thousands of lives have already been changed just because you said yes to telling your story. Um, and, and I think um, that this is just the beginning for you in this space. Like, this is just the tip of the iceberg, you know, like, I don't know if you've been on television yet, but like, you know, there's TV shows and, you know, a movie from your life story that is waiting to be, you know, be shared. And, um, the time is now for that. The time is now for that. Um, and it, 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 it's mind blowing. Like I'm, I'm trying to continue the conversation, but I really just want to sit there like this <laughs> because yeah. it's, oh. it's just, it's so much. Um, so what would you say, um, you know, because I know everyone is on the edge of their seats now in terms of raising awareness for human trafficking, um, what are some things that we can do? As a, as a woman, as a part of the community um, and wanting to protect other women, like what are some things that we can do to help? Well, absolutely. No, honestly, we can do fundraising, volunteer, advocate. We can hold events to raise awareness, uh, boycott products and companies that permit human trafficking, and help survivors and stay informed. This is very, very important. And um, being trafficked can cause severe trauma and survivors often need intensive specialized services and support to rebuild their lives. That's why I partner up with Fight for Freedom. It's an organization that um, provides 
uh, survivor care programs and therapy and counseling and housing support and life skills building, as well as raising awareness on human trafficking through community education programs. And there in the US, you have guys some underground railroad um, there's with Tim Beller. You can Google that. And honestly, if you start partner, partnering up with any uh, anti-human trafficking organization, it can be local, it can be in another country, you can support. If God move your heart to support oppressed, you can find a way. And honestly, sometimes we're thinking like this, like first you mentioned that it's problem that happened in somewhere else, but not here. But honestly, um, it's more, more, what is that? Prevalent. Most common yeah. myth. Yeah. Because the trafficking ha- happening here and right now. And um, honestly, the problem these days tra- that trafficking can be even very hard to spot. And the right. person who is trafficked, as well as those around them, may not even know that this might be happening. That's right. why you cannot see that much. So, few like if, if you don't mind, I like to actually talk about this misconception as well, so people can be a little bit more aware. Sure. Um, so, it can be human trafficking can happen to anyone, but of course, people, some people, most vulnerable than others. And significant risk factors as myself and being like from dysfunctional family or substance abuse or mental health health concerns. Some people being held against their will, but um, some are afraid for their safety and most being manipulated and controlled with fear, isolation and guilt and shame, you know, and um, Another one, this is like the scariest one, and it's just heartbreaking. But it's again with my story, you can see that uh, misconception is that trafficking spray on victims they don't know. But in reality, is most of the time involved our family and friends. And that victims are not only women and girls, but the boys and men are victimized by the sex slavery. So this is my like this is what I want to do. I'm, I'm yeah. not only just want to share my story. I want to create this awareness because we can um, look for the red flags. And of course, like some of the things that um, can pop up as a red flag, it might be not human trafficking situation, but it could be. If you see something um, that actually triggers you and thinking like, why this person um, fearful or paranoid or why for grooming, especially like why my friend or family members start getting like lavish with gifts or extra money. That's all the thing that as an adult and especially as a woman, as a mom, you know, you're right away thinking this is not okay. Just look for it. And you know what? Ask question and just be vigilant. Don't look for it. I don't want you to be paranoid, scared or anything like that because the right, right. world is beautiful and people are amazing. You know, we have their end good and evil in, and we have to fight against um, the evil and protect those who cannot protect themselves. That's all. Yeah. 
Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and ladies, any links that uh, Lena shares with us will be in the show notes. Um, and, and so this ties into, um, you know, many of our episodes, I'm encouraging people to find something that's bigger than you to support and to get involved in, uh, because that is what makes the world a better place. Like, yes, we are in business to serve. We are in business to make a difference in individuals' lives. Um, but then we can also use our business as a platform to support um, bigger initiatives that need all of our help, right? Need all of our prayers. And if nothing else, you can pray. Um, you can pray over your communities. You can pray over the children that you see each day. You can pray over, you know, people that you can already tell are kind of isolated and feeling down who may be, like you said, an easy target for something like this. Like prayer is everything, um, in our lives, especially if you're a believer. So, um, Alina, I can't thank you enough for sharing. I'm so grateful that you said yes to God. I'm grateful that you saw this platform as um, a good place to share and, and come and connect. Um, and like I said, you know, I really just feel like this is just the beginning. Um, and so I really want to pray for you right now, but we're going to we're going to pray after we cut. <laughs> Uh, but ladies, I hope you got something out of it. No, I know you got something out of this. I hope that you are inspired. I hope that you're encouraged that um, you're looking at a survivor of multiple things. Um, and I know that we all have things that we're struggling with. So um, just be encouraged that you can survive what you're into, um, no matter how big or small. It's not about comparing your story, but it's about um, really tapping into the strength that was just shared here on the show. Um, so make sure you check out the show notes, check out all of Lena's links, check out her book, check out her podcast, um, and make sure you check out the next episode coming up next week on the Brittany Smith podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to leave a comment and then share this episode with another amazing lady who needs to hear today's show. Yes, girl, I'm serious. Just send her the link and say, girl, listen to this. Want to hang out with me every day? Head over to Facebook and join the Female Coaches, Consultants, and Content Creators group on Facebook. Or you can join my mailing list in the links below this episode. Girl, I enjoyed our conversation. Stay amazing and remember, you are loved, you are needed, and nobody, I repeat, nobody can do what you do the way you do it. See you next time on the Brittany Smith Podcast.